Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more.
That has to be one of my favorite versions of that song. And Baron had asked for that song. And welcome to Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And today I have a special guest and friend, Baron Wallman. And that was Joni Mitchell singing Woodstock. And uh, we all know the classic CSNY. Um, but that's a really special version. I've always loved that version. And today's a really special day because not only is Baron going to be and is ongoing right now with his um, exhibits with um, some of these iconic images from Woodstock, but we're celebrating Woodstock's 50th year anniversary. And for those of you that don't know very much about um, Baron, I'm going to have him tell you his story because he's got a really interesting story um to tell he started out how he started out and how he became the chief photographer at rolling stone and was originally you know in berlin taking pictures um for the military out on the uh out in actually in the middle of the wars i guess and he just uh, has done a lot of really cool things. Not only that, um, worked uh, as a year year with the Oakland Raiders, um, and also a lot of other things besides smashing a camera on stage. And homage to Pete Townsend at the v, as a VIP at the Classic Rock and Roll Hall Honor Rolls. So I'm going to bring Baron into the chat room, and uh, I'm going to let him tell you his story. I think that's pretty funny. Baron, that's funny. I read that and I was just like, oh, that's too funny. About you believe that really? Camera. Well. I do believe that. I do believe it. I believe it. I okay, believe listen, it. listen, wait a minute, wait a minute. we got to back up. This is not the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. It's the 45th. Very important 45th. because on the 50th, which is going to be mm-hmm. in five years, Michael Lang, the guy who's, who put the first one on, is going to put on another mm-hmm. concert, another Woodstock concert. In honor of the 50th anniversary. Awesome. Well, so now we're at the we're 45th. Early. We're, we're, we're only early. Only 45th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're early. We're early. We got there early. That's <laughs> how we have to be, you know. Um, well, you get there early, you get the best seat, baby. I know. Tell me about it. I mean, you, Baron, you have, um, like I said, you started out, you were, how, how, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about how you got into photography and, um, these iconic images, and then you got into um, Rolling Stone and all that stuff. It's really interesting, your story, about how you started out in Berlin. The story probably, the whole story is too long, but the fact of the matter is (laughs) I started off taking pictures as a hobby. I mean, Uh and it was a hobby I was very passionate about. And um, when I was at Northwestern, I was, let's see, I was the sophomore class president, the junior class president, and then I ran for student body president and lost and went back to my cameras and realized that they were my best friends, that they would never leave me, and I stuck with them forever. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that, that's how it all started. Then I, you know, I kept doing it as a hobby for a long time, mm-hmm. and when I was in Berlin, the Berlin Wall went up. And um, so I took, took some pictures around that event of the Berlin Wall being put up, and mm-hmm. sent them back to my hometown newspaper. Mind you, it was still a hobby for me, photography, but I sent the pictures and a story back to the hometown newspaper, and they sent me a check, and I said, wait a minute, I'm getting paid for something I love to do? This is pretty incredible. Oh, wow. I think I'll do that for the rest of my life. And that's when I decided to be a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. I think I think that a lot of your images are very iconic, too. I know that... Recently, um, well, not recently, but in 2010, you found, uh, you were talking about the 300,000 strong image on Jimi Hendrix, your all-time favorite Woodstock photo um, that you said you took in front of tens of thousands of peaceful Woodstock fans. So that's all. No, I meant, man, you're, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't know uh, when you're getting no? some of these ideas, darling. I'm reading, I'm reading your notes, darling. Well, I, I mean, they're pretty confusing because... I t- the 300,000 strong photograph was taken from the stage of Woodstock. Uh-huh. And that was, a, that was a picture that pretty much showed as many in one picture of the people who were of the 300,000 that were there that yeah. I could take. Um, the iconic, my iconic photograph of Jimi Hendrix was taken at the Fillmore Auditorium 
for his when his when he for his first appearance at the Fillmore, not his first appearance in San Francisco, but his first appearance at, at Fillmore, Fillmore for Bill Graham. That's oh, when wow. that picture was taken, and that was that's my absolute favorite performing picture that I ever took. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to give it your website. Let's make sure I get this right. Can hear <laughs> you. www dot photobaron dot com, and that's f o t o b a r o n dot com. How'd that go? <laughs> I think I did what are you laughing that about? One. Are you stoned again? I'm not. No. No, I'm <laughs> laughing because you just make you just every time I, you're just funny. You have some really cool stories to share with people, and you know I don't know. You've worked with some really amazing people and gotten to take well worked around people. You've taken so many different images of people, and um, I read your story about Rolling Stone and how you got involved in Rolling Stone magazine, and that's that's a really fun story. Why don't you tell our listeners about how that happened? Well, it was pretty much an accident. One of my, um, one of my clients was Mills College, which is, as you know, is in Oakland, and mm-hmm. Mills College had a really, has a really good um, music department, and so they were up on all the music in the Bay Area. This was in 1967, mind you, and they decided to have a conference on rock and roll because they thought that rock and roll, and quite rightly, was becoming more and more and more important in, in society. You know, And they thought, let's, let's, let's check this out. Let's talk to the people who are responsible, responsible for bringing rock and roll to the people. So they uh-huh. had this big conference, and Bill Graham was there. Phil Spector was there. Big Daddy Tom Donnie, who was there. Some of your listeners will remember him. Uh, Jefferson Airplane played a set. There was a Liquid Light show, and Ralph Gleason was there. Now, Ralph Gleason and Jan Winter were the people behind the idea of Rolling Stone, and I happened to call Jan Winter and say, look, this conference is going on. I think we should cover it, you know. And he said, Mm -hmm. I think we should too. So then we both went, and after the conference was over, he said, well, we got this magazine we're thinking about, you know, that is for the people who love music and love musicians because nobody's covering it like that, like we really want to do it. What do you think? And I said, well, that sounds like a good idea, good idea to me. And he said, well, we're going to need a photographer. You want to be the photographer? I said, sure, why not? <laughs> that's and the rest great. is history. See, yeah. See, that's, that's, that's really cool. And, and they said that they kept, they, they were amazed at how many people you were able to, photograph and how many people that you were able to just have an open door with um Mm -hmm. you've probably met i mean you've met some amazing people um doing your photographs and could you do you have any moments you want to share with any of our listeners on uh taking photographs of anyone in particular well you know um actually uh, one of the things you mentioned is that I was shooting for the Oakland Raiders. One year, I spent a yeah. year with the Oakland Raiders, a really good year with, when John Madden was still the coach and, mm-hmm. and Al Davis owned it. And we traveled, the writer and I traveled with the team the entire year to all the away games. We covered all the home games, and then they put together a book. And, and those guys, John Madden in particular, Al Davis, some of the players were some of the most fascinating people in the world, you know, justifiably famous. And you know what happened to them. I mean, uh, John Madden became a huge TV star, right? Because he, w- mm-hmm. he didn't want to fly on the airplanes anymore. He hated getting on the airplanes when he went to the away games. You can't believe it. Oh, wow. That's that's crazy. I, w- I wouldn't yeah, want to get good. on an airplane right now either. I, I... Why not? <laughs> Why you, you know, think it'd be lost in the in the ocean or something? I'd like to get yeah. Let's go get lost, Baron. Let's go <laughs> up on a flight and get lost, yeah. and then we can we can let everyone wonder where we are. Um, well, you know, but, I think that you know. Let's get back to Joni Mitchell's song because yeah. it's really important. It's very important. You know, she didn't go to Woodstock. She was invited, but she had a she had a prior engagement on the Dick Cavett show, and she didn't think. She would be able to get back in time after after her appearance at Woodstock. However, she was so moved by the reports and that she had heard that she wrote that song. And you know, the fact of the matter is, 
in my in my series of photos, you know, there's that one line she said, "I came upon a child of God, and he was walking uh-huh. along a road, along yeah. the road." You should see the photos. You'll see them all walking along the road. And he uh-huh. she and she said, "I asked him where are you going," and, and he said, "I'm going down to Yasker's farm," and that's where they were going. And it's that first paragraph is so evocative of one of the photos, two of the photos in this exhibit at Markham Vineyards, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, really pow- it's really powerful. And, uh, you, you know, the people, <clears throat> the people that went to Woodstock, they really did believe in the notion of peace, love, and music. It was in their DNA. And just like she said, I've come here to lose the smog, and I feel like I'm a cog in something turning. And, you know, that's the way they all felt. They wanted to get away from, you know, the normal and and try something new and you know for one weekend man it was it was new and peace love and music did reign and it was incredible it was a disaster waiting to happen holly but it didn't happen and that was what was so wonderful about it mhm yep and you mentioned the Markham Vineyard um exhibit that's coming up and that's going to be really it's, cool it's actually there right now i mean mm-hmm. i'm going to be there on the 19th um, you know, meeting and greeting and signing books and all that stuff like that. But um, it's up there right now, so anybody that lives in the area can go see the pictures in advance if they want to, no question yeah. about that. Yeah. She told me she switches out. Sometimes she does a different installation of different pictures and stuff, but right now the exhibit that's up is the um, uh, celebrating the 45th anniversary of Woodstock Music Festival with all different okay. kinds of different photos and stuff. Um you were how, how does it feel for you being the Rolling Stones magazine's first chief photo photographer and today now seeing what they're doing today with Rolling Stone? I don't know. I had it tattooed on my arm. First uh, chief photographer. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I didn't do that. I had the logo uh, no, on one really? arm. And then, Are you serious? Did you no, know? no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> But no, I think I'm glad they they're still there, man. I mean, uh-huh. the photos are different. Photography, yeah, they are different. Well, photography itself is different, you know, and mm-hmm. the music world is different. I think I covered the music world at a certain time that led that lent to my type of photography. The type of photography they do now is a lot different because digital and studios and managers and, you know, PR people and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. we didn't have to deal with that. We really didn't have that problem then. It was very hands-on for you. What was it like um, taking pictures of, oh, man, just some of the great people that you've just uh, photographed? Well, you've got to remember, like, look, let me, let me just tell you this. No, i got to tell you this, is that um, – Rolling Stone for a long time was the only mm-hmm. publication that was honoring and respecting the musicians. Mm-hmm. And they knew that. And they knew that if they were in Rolling Stone, their career would be helped. So they were very much willing to welcome me into their lives so that I could take some pictures of them. And, and because I love them and respected them, because I can't play music, but I love music, I tried to do the, as good a job taking their picture as they did writing and playing music, you know. I mean, when I went over to Joni Mitchell's house and photographed her in, you know, Our House, that song, Our House, when when I did that, I mean, I saw that this was a magic moment that I would be able to capture Capture. a moment Mm -hmm. in her life of her that nobody else would see, you know. Mm -hmm. Did you need to get that phone? No, no, it's good. It, the machine will get it in a second. Now it's over. Don't worry. Yeah, no, that's cool. She's she's always been one of my favorite female artists from. Just well, she like should be because she's way. she's amazing. Her lyrics mm-hmm. are so amazing. Holly, if you have something you want to say to somebody that you love or something, look at find one of her lyrics and she'll say it better than either one of us ever could. Ever, ever. It's a, oh she's yeah, really no, totally. Canada, A Case of You River, uh, Blue was one of my favorite albums. And then I have other favorite songs that she's done, too. Wow, yeah, totally, totally, totally understand that about Joni Mitchell. Uh, yeah, and that just was, thinking about the privilege of being able to go mm-hmm. into her home, sit there and drink tea with her, have mm-hmm. a conversation, take pictures. Come on, I was so blessed. I was so blessed, really. 
with these and opportunities. And she, did she show you her artwork at that time too? Because she's always no, been an artist. No, not at that time. She, uh, I, she's a great artist, but she knows she mm-hmm. doesn't sell any of her art. No, she just hangs it in her house. I know. Yeah. Have That's you been to her fantastic. house? Fantastic. I have not been to her house. I have friends that have been there, and I know that I've seen videos and um, interviews done with her, and she talks about her art. Um, yeah, her house loves, uh, looks fabulous. Looks yeah. like she just, yeah, it looks like it's Maybe very. Maybe we should uh, call her and see if we let's call her and see if we can go visit. Yeah, let's do that. You want to call her now? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Hey, Joni, we're coming hey, let's over. Let's call her. Wait. Wait, wait, let's see. Wait. No, 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 no. We're we're on listen, we're <laughs> She's on, probably on tour on. somewhere doing something, right? I thought right. it was so moving. What really what really was beautiful that I recently saw was where um a couple of years ago she was reunited with her daughter. Uh huh, that that's right. That was an amazing video. Amazing yeah, video. And I heard the word I heard the song Canada was written about her. About her daughter. Uh, about her yeah. daughter? Wow, yeah. Yeah, hey, that's what I heard. Interesting. Yeah. You know, think about what we've all seen in our lives and mm-hmm. the music we've heard and the people we've met. It's really quite wonderful, you know? Like it the is new Woodstock you know book that's coming out. There's going to yeah. be a new Woodstock book in June, July that uh-huh. really has all my pictures of basically what it was like to have been at Woodstock. Not the, mu- not the music, not the musicians, mm-hmm. but what you would have experienced had you been there. And um, I talked to Carlos Santana, and, he, and my conversation with Carlos turned into be the foreword and what he was saying about his experience at, at Woodstock. You know, quite amazing. It, really, we're just so lucky. We're just so blessed. Oh, yeah, no, Totally. I, I I saw a lot of the other performers that you had also photographed, and what was it like just being at Woodstock? Period. I mean, can you describe it to us? Well, it was pretty amazing. I've never seen so many people in one place, and you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Have you? Have you ever seen no. three hundred thousand plus in one place? No. And also, no. not only seeing them in one place, but not expecting to see them. You know coming around the corner, and there they were. Oh, my God. I walked mm-hmm. up on the stage. I parked my car, walked up on the stage and looked out, and I, and they were m- many of them were already there. And I thought, what is this, you know? I mean, where did they all come from? And uh, I was blown away from the moment I arrived at Woodstock, you know, the moment I arrived. <clears throat> so it was great being there. And so I walked. I spent a lot of time walking among the uh attendees out in the crowd where they were camping where they were sitting together where they were buying dope you know where they were dancing so i i was more interested in them than i was in the music because i'd already photographed most of the musicians already you know mm-hmm. so what mm-hmm. i have and what people who go to markham will see is a collection that kind of represents what it was like to have been at woodstock you know as much mm-hmm. as the photo as much as the collection of photos can do that yeah, I you know, I I thought that was really cool. I saw some of the images that are going to be in the book, I think that you are are those some of the images that you sent me? Are those some of them that are on display that are going to go in the book, correct? Yeah, they're not no, there are no interviews on on display at Markham. Yeah, they're they're just they're just they're just really cool cool pictures. You know, I really like how you captured some of the artists too. I love the Frank Zappa picture. Um, that I saw where you took a picture of him, and I think he's holding a lemonade can. Is it a lemonade oh, can? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a frozen lemonade can. <laughs> yeah. That's and, pretty cool. Uh, it was up at his house in uh, <clears throat> in Laurel Canyon in L.A., up at the top of uh, uh, Lookout Mountain Drive. Uh-huh. He's living in Tom Mix's old log cabin, and uh, I went up there to do some pictures for we're doing a cover story for Rolling Stone and so I went up there to photograph him and there was just it was so many photo ops you couldn't believe it you know I can imagine you and and you can see it too because there's a lot of things you probably can see like myself I I like to take pictures of different things and I say stop stop the car I got to get out or I'll be somewhere and I'll pull my phone out thank god we have camera phones now you know but it's not it's not like uh before 
when did you start taking pictures? How old were you? Again? I was probably a teenager, young teenager. Yeah, and you really you, and and what kind of camera was it? I mean, now compared to what is available well, now, it was a what film your... camera. I mean, that's what you have to yeah. remember. Everybody See? now everybody has digital cameras and uh, and and mobile phones, smartphone cameras. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. back then we had to use film. I had to learn about film, and uh, that's what I did. You know, I learned how to develop them and how to enlarge them and. It was a good education, but we didn't have any choice. That's the way it was. It was that or nothing, you know. Now everybody has so many choices, and even people who don't know much about technology can get an, a phone that, I mean, a, a camera. They can go out and they can record their version of the world that they see, and sometimes they get some phenomenal photos, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instagram's really good for that. Have you been looking at any of the photos well, on Instagram? Well, Instagram is not a camera. Instagram is just a place to post the photos. No, I mean, the pictures <clears throat> that people have taken, though, yeah, that they absolutely. put on there. Yeah, just from right. whatever, and they've tweaked them however they want. Like you said, they go out and they see the world the way they want to see them. Yeah, I thought that right. was really interesting. It's really interesting how our world has progressed so much into where, um, you know, photographs at one time, we're just like you had to be there to take them, and 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 they were so sacred at that time. And being such an such an amazing person, being able to do photos for Rolling Stone magazine and and doing all these amazing interviews, I can only imagine what it would be like now today. And uh, being able to take pictures. What are some of your favorite subjects that you're taking pictures of right now? What are you currently working on? Well, you know, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not working on any particular project. I tell people I'm in the recycling business, which means mm-hmm. that I I'm looking at some of the old photos that I've never printed and and exhibiting them. And um, you know, I use I always carry a camera with me because it's like a digital diary, whether it's the iPhone yeah. or or whether it's some small point and shoot or even a more exotic picture, you know, a camera. I like taking pictures, but I've got I'm not doing projects much anymore, you know. Yeah, I think I think the pictures are just amazing. Um, I think that you have been able to capture a lot of the emotions that a lot of people weren't able to capture. What well, do you, I try, what would you say to I, it, somebody that wants to go out and take pictures now today? Um, have a good camera. Well, it depends what they want to take pictures of. You know, what do you want to take pictures of? And what are you going to do with them after you take them? You know, if you're just going to look at them on look at them on your screen or put them mm-hmm. on Facebook or something, you don't need a very expensive camera. A lot of cameras will do some do a good job of doing that. If you're going to make big pictures, make big enlargements, have an exhibit, then you have to have a little bit more exotic photograph. I mean, a camera, more exotic photograph, more exotic camera. Yeah, able to do more. Yeah. yeah. Now, you do you do you hear about a lot you? obviously are invited to a lot of the different events that go on and stuff like that, and people want you to take their photos. Are you available if anyone in particular wants to do a photo shoot with you? Not much anymore. I don't think no? I don't think it's it's not an old guy's business. It's mostly a young guy's business. They've got all the equipment. They've got the – they're willing to put up with all the nonsense that they put – that they make photographers go through these days. I'm not. I've mm-hmm. done it. You know, it's time for them. It's time for them to have their their moment on stage. You know, the Bottle Rock Festival they do in Napa. That sounds like yeah, it. yeah, that yeah. A, that's a really good festival. I mean, that first year was last year, and I guess they're going to do it again this year too. Mhm. And you and know, I don't, I don't really want to go up and compete with the young kids. The young kids should, you know, they should get their chance for their 15 minutes of fame. I've had mine, and I don't want to take it away from them, you know. <laughs> but I would take your picture. I would happily take your picture. You what? I'm sorry. You cut out there for a I second. I said I would gladly take your picture. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll have that chance. A picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have that chance. I, You know, I, I've seen some of the photographs that you've done and some of the different exhibits. The groupies of exhibit, you were talking a little bit about the uh, the pictures that you got on um, on the uh, metal. Why don't we talk a little yeah. bit about that? that? That's really cool. No, it's pretty interesting. I mean, a lot of people are, are, trying, are trying new things with photographic images, one of which mm-hmm. is 
printing on metal, brushed aluminum and stuff. And so we did this one this one show recently at the uh, Kristen Johnson Gallery here uh, in Santa Fe, and we tried these big, huge 40-inch metal prints, which were, are phenomenal. I had Mick Jagger. I had Johnny Cash. I had mm-hmm. Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, J- Jimi Hendrix, all really huge and printed on metal, and it's really fascinating, really good. <clears throat> so that was pretty cool. And then, um, then we also had, we called the exhibit, we actually called the exhibit Groupies, but it was the same exhibit, and we had this phenomenal bus that was, had been out in Burning Man last year. It almost looked uh-huh. like a railroad. It looked like a railroad car, and so we we hung all the Groupie photos inside this amazing bus, and it was parked there for two days. Unbelievable! You wouldn't. I mean, everybody thought it was. Well, you you've never seen anything like it, you know. So we have a good time with the pictures. It, how you use the pic is not only the pictures themselves, but how you use them. I did another one. I have a great shot of Jerry Garcia. I printed it on canvas in black and white, and then my artist friend, Rick Garcia, who's a really terrific artist, he then painted painted over the black and white and on the canvas, and oh, my God. He turned my picture into, you know, my black and white picture into this phenomenal Jimi Hendrix picture. You wouldn't believe, I mean, uh, Jerry Garcia picture. You wouldn't believe Mm -hmm. it. So stuff like that, you know, there's always something new to do, you know what I mean? It's always nice to see other people appreciating what you did, too, as well. You know, I want <laughs> I want to ask you if you could think back, because I know that you, I, I asked you this briefly, but I want you to tell us about when you met Jimi Hendrix, what that was like, and um, Jim Morrison and stuff like that, taking well, photos I, you with know, them. Yeah, well, I mean... I don't know how interesting the stories are because I want to hear. Her. Yeah, my first yeah. my first encounter with Jimi Hendrix was mm-hmm. when I was on stage at the Fillmore mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix Experience, and I was very right. close to the band. And um, they saw that I was there, but apparently they accepted me on the stage. I mean, I wasn't out in front. The people, I knew that people weren't there to see me take pictures, but. I was able to get some of the best pictures ever of Jimmy performing oh, yeah. that that evening because I was on stage with him. Now, did I talk to him much? Didn't say much to him. I was in. Uh, we know we went to his hotel room beforehand and interviewed him. And the the writer was talking to him, and he was really quiet. You know, you, you could hardly hear him mm-hmm. quiet when he talking. So I got some really nice portraits of him at ease before the concert. So you know, I got both versions of Jimi Hendrix: the quiet mm-hmm. one and the and and the the wild one. You know what I mean? The one where he's on stage. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. come alive, mm-hmm. I think, when they go on stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. Why, I've why noticed don't you play another piece lot. of music for us? I have. I have more music for us. Yes. One um, more for me. I want to hear uh, some music, Ollie. <laughs> let's see. I have. Um, I have for Forever Young that we were going to end with. You should have told me some other music that you wanted to. Um, what other well, music you Well, I just told you, you the wanted. beginning and the end. And that's it, you know. Well, you have to do you the want, middle. You want to go now? You want to hang up with me? <laughs> I don't want to hang. I want to hear a little music because my voice is getting a little raw, and I want to oh, yeah, have no, a little no. water for a second. That's cool. Let's play. Let's see here. Um, I'm looking. I should have uploaded. Some How about other something music. from Janis Joplin? I okay. Well, I have to find that for you. <laughs> you tell us well, what you got, baby. What story. do you got? <laughs> I'm looking. What do you got? What do you got? You're so funny. It's because you know what? I, they have this new thing with my studio where I can only upload what I'm using. But um, oh. I'm gonna find. I am going to find. I'm, I'm sorry. Find I interrupted the flow. No, you did not. You did not. I am gonna find. I'm gonna find a really good piece of music to upload to the to the studio that you're gonna really like. Okay. And uh, I think I think you'll I think you'll like it a lot. Um, you know, okay. Well, why are you going to do it now? or You want me to keep? I'm, do, I'm, I'm looking for it now. Why don't you talk? Well, I want to <laughs> talk a little bit more about you know the show up at um, yeah up at Markham. Here's the deal. Last year, I donated a hundred prints to the Bethel Arts Museum, which is 
on the site of the original Woodstock Woodstock Festival. And they had this great Mm -hmm. museum, and people should go visit it for sure. And so we had an exhibit of those 100 prints framed, and and it was up for a couple of months. And I watched people looking at the pictures, realizing that they were going back in time to see this magical experience that they'd heard about, but they, they hadn't visited. So Markham has half of those pictures. What's on display at Markham right now is half of those photographs. It's really rare. Nobody, nobody will ever see them again like that, you know. So no, the opportunity and, and they're is amazing. they're so different, for, too, which is nice. Well, they're very different, and, 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 you know, I mean, the Bay Area people can come and see it, but it's only going to be there this summer, and then if they ever want to see them again, they're not going to have many other opportunities to see them again. That's the point. So it's, it's, it's a rare, I think, an important moment because people justifiably – Look at Woodstock as a very mythical time in the history, the social history of our country. And it was, and it is. And here is, here are visual memories of it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the thing is, you had, and, and a lot of people say, God, if I could just be there, if I could have just been there for, for that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. that, I think that just, Knowing that you're you're telling me that they're going to do another, they're going to do another concert. Are you kidding? That's yeah, in so five fantastic. years they're going to do another Woodstock, and, but not on the same spot. But they're going to do another uh, 50th anniversary concert. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's you going to go? That's really. I'm trying. You better I, go. I, I definitely, definitely, definitely want to go to that because I, you know, it's funny. After, because um, I'd like to do different events, and what happened was I was up at this tree house um, resort in um, Oregon, and they had all these tree houses in the in the in the trees that people rented, and you could stay in, and they're just like beautiful tree houses. They're not just your typical tree houses; they're just uh, um, really dialed out tree houses, but you still get the whole feeling of being there. And they have this huge back backyard that's huge, and um, I said, God, this would be a great place to throw a concert. Well, they were already had a stage up, and they'd been doing a lot of things for you know for or for um, the city. And I said, you know, I want to do an event here. Well, I met with the guy that owned the property, and I mean, he had just so much. There was oh, God, at least thirty or forty acres. And then just wow. it was huge, and all just like you know, open. And I said, let's do a concert here, and we named it. I was gonna it was gonna be named Tree Stock. And oh, that's good. <laughs> because because you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking here you have all this open area, and you've got your tree houses, and you've got um, you've got all this really cool stuff. I am going through my studio right now looking for music. That's so funny. Um, as we're talking, I'm I'm I'm, I'm micromanaging here, or multitasking, Mo- micromanaging, oh, good, good. multitasking. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was really it was something that I wanted to do, and we were really close to doing it. And uh, the guy decided that he um, that the city had to get involved, and it was just like okay. Let's let's you know forego it, but I'm really I'm really excited to hear about what's going to happen with this concert. Do you know who's going to play or anything like that? Oh no, no idea. It's five years from now. Some of the people you might say you want to play today, they might be dead by then. Yeah, no. There's been a lot of there's it's been a be lot different. of that it's lately. It's hard to say who's going to be there. You know, I'm I hope some of the people who were at the original Woodstock show up, but they'll be modern. Musicians too. There's a lot of good music now, so you know. A lot of now you did a lot music. of stuff with the Rolling Stones too. You did a lot of photography with them. I did some, not a lot. I did some. Yeah, did I've some, seen. Yeah. I've seen quite a few pictures. I had a little and, bit of everybody. That was what was so good, you know. Well, you know, um, <clears throat> let's see. I've got a song here. I've got a song here that we could play um, by the Rolling Stones. That's a deal. Kind of, Let's do it. Kind of a cool song. Let's play that real quick for a second. You'll like it. Okay. It's um it's kinda it's kinda like poppy. It's very 
That's a very pop version song here. Let's play that real quick because I know I want to give you a chance to go grab some water and stuff, and then we'll come back thank and we'll you. wrap it up because I know that oh, you okay. uh, thank you, sweet. have a busy thank day. You. Yeah, thanks a lot. Where'd it go? Why isn't it playing? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Come on. Uh, uh, there you go. Who wants your city's paper? Who wants your city's gun? Who wants your city's paper? Nobody in the world.
you'd love that song, Darren. Wow, 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 wow. You, let me tell you something. When I hear him playing, it's yeah. I also see myself on stage with a camera, and I know yeah. in that one song I would have gotten 35 or 40 fabulous photos. I know it because I, I, I can just see him moving, man, you know? Yeah. He, I, he, I mean, I really he was he, an amazing he, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he shouldn't have died. It was an accident. You know, you know with Janice, yeah. <clears throat> Janice, Jim Morrison, you know, all the rest of them, they had, they had addiction problems. He was not. He didn't have an addiction problem. It was an accident, more mm-hmm. than anything. <clears throat> and he was. He had everything to live for. He had just opened up his new studio in New York. He had plans. He had travel plans. He had, you know, everything was going well for him. And he just that one night, man. I don't know what happened. It just. It, it's a shame because um, mm-hmm. to lose that kind of talent and that brilliance and that genius, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I totally hear it. And, you know, the thing is, I agree with you 100% on that. I think that we've lost a lot of people, unfortunately, at a very young, in the prime of their life, not even not even there yet. But, yeah, yeah. Um, he was, he was an amazing, uh, just an amazing person. And uh, his brother, Leon, I don't know if you know Leon at all, Leon Hendricks, uh-huh. his brother. Leon's pretty cool. He He's a musician, too, but he um, is an artist. He does a lot of art. And uh, I've seen a lot of stuff that he's done. And um, I know uh, Bernard Stolman. You know Bernard Stolman, um, ESP Discs in uh, New York? No, I don't. Yeah, he used to. He has a lot of unreleased Jimi Hendrix music, and uh, a lot of also, believe it or not, Billie Holiday. Um, no a lot of her unreleased music. And <coughs> for Christmas, he sent me um, a bunch of CDs on, on music that hasn't even been released yet. It sounds like you have wow. allergies. I know it's really it's really crazy right now um, with the air and stuff like Up that. There so, too. It, yeah, it's, it's yeah. So, you know, when, when you everything when, you're goes, in when everything town, goes into bloom, it gets like that. You know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here clearing my throat too, so I totally get it. Hey, you know, I want to ask you really quick about your um, learning to fly and making um, landscape, taking pictures from the window of your um, um, airplane and stuff that people were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was California a whole period of air. time when I really. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that was a whole period of my career when I owned an airplane and mm-hmm. I would go around and photo- make uh, landscapes from the air and do, I, it was pretty good. I mean, I really enjoyed it a lot and uh, made books about it. I did a book called Israel from the Air. I mean, I went to Israel, if you can imagine that right now. Unbelievable. And, yeah, and spent a couple of weeks there flying around, taking pictures. You couldn't do that now. What I nah. did then they wouldn't let you do now and the pictures are really pretty spectacular the book is still around mm-hmm. and then i did the california coast and then i did you know all kind of, i just love looking at the world from the air because you get a lot of information from the air that you don't get from the ground you know mhm mhm yeah you do absolutely and i've seen i've seen some of those pictures and they're pretty cool and then in 2011 you released your um image your um Baron Woman, every picture tells a story. You know, I remember t- doing an interview with you right before you were getting ready to release that book with the, wow. with the Rolling Stone years. Yeah, that was the last time I had you on. And no, that, um, was a, that's a, that was a really good book. I traveled all around the world promoting that book, and uh, people really loved it because, you know, I, in the book I give the – I pretty much tell the story about how I got – started in the business and some of the experiences that I had is and I here's the thing Holly <clears throat> what what I believe is that those of us who, who are getting older who shot all of these iconic I mean the iconic musicians and iconic images of celebrity people the pictures mm-hmm. will stay but you know for each photograph I took there is a story that goes along with it and I wanted to the stories will die when I die right so I wanted to do a book that had the stories behind the pictures, and that's what that book is, really, you know. Yeah, no, no, totally. I get that. I get that from that book. And I think that the photos that are going to be and that are on display right now at Markham Vineyards, and we want to let everybody know you're going to be there. It's the 19th from 11 Correct. to 1. 
and right. that's a Saturday where you can meet Baron, and that that's going to be an artist reception, and that's right. in Napa Valley, and um, it's going to be really cool. And you know, I'm trying to get Bess Bess to go, Bess and Paul. You know, Bess Rice. Right, She's right. Funny. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I've known Baron forever." So that's she the one that thought she knew my daughter that I don't have. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one where I misunderstood. I misunderstood what was being told to me, and um, I wonder what she you, did say. I wonder what she was, what she was thinking about, or did she I ever tell know. you? No, she t- <laughs> no. You know, no. I, I misunderstood. It was told to me that um, that uh, she knew you and your daughter, but then that wasn't coming from her. But then when I talked to her, she said, "Oh God, I have every book of Barons that he's ever done." <laughs> She's like major, major loves your work, and um, oh, she's a quite talented jeweler. She makes some very beautiful pieces. Uh, Does um, she live in create, Sonoma? Yeah, she creates some amazing, amazing pieces of uh, jewelry. And uh, her um, other half, Paul, I know that I'm going to try to get both of them to go to your art, art the day that you're there. And uh, I would like to let everyone know if they would like to go. Um, it's it's up. It's how long is the exhibit going to be up for? It's going to be up till um, August thirty first. The end of right? August is that true? Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, but August I'm not going to be there till the. I won't be there till the end of August. I know. No, you're going to be there in spirit. You're in. You're yeah. in the walls. <laughs> you know, we're going to keep you in the walls. But you're going to be there on Saturday the nineteenth between eleven and one. And uh, the pieces are going to be up through the end of August. So you can go and take a look at these. And then I think she said, said she's going to um, change out the the, the display and she's going to bring in some new pictures. Um, well, there's, so yeah, that, there's a lot. That, yeah. So yeah they're very cool. good about it. Yes, definitely. What, um, what, are, what's, what are you doing besides just going around in this uh, coming up and everything? What are you doing? Well, I got a, I've got a show planned for Buenos Aires that's coming up, a big 100-print mm-hmm. show in Buenos Aires, Argentina. So that's oh, wow. coming up later in the year. And then uh-huh. that book, uh, The Rolling Stone Years, is going to be published in in Spanish by mm-hmm. an Argentinian publisher. <clears throat> so we're going to have a big mm-hmm. book launch down there for that. And then, uh, you know, that. and then for the Woodstock book, we're going to go back to the original site and have an official book launch right on the site of the Woodstock concert. So that's going to oh, be I cool. Go. Stuff like that's always happening, you know. Oh, I want to go to that. That'll be fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I really, I'm really excited about that. And I know that, that you're a very busy man. You're always trying to do something creative. Um, what do you do? What do you do when you're not taking photos? What do you? How do you? How do you relax or how do you chill out, Baron? I read. I love to read. I read the New Yorker. You know, I read books. I just enjoy reading. You know, I, a lot of people watch television, but reading I think requires more of involvement with the subject. And it's fun to watch TV, but it's more passive, you know, because you're just watching mm-hmm. what's on the screen. But if you read, you're actually you're having to create visual pictures in your mind, and that keeps your brain young. You know what I mean? No, 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 absolutely. And I think that that's a really good thing. That's a really good thing that you brought up. I I I read a lot too and I watch a little bit of TV. I like to watch sci-fi. I just had an interview the other day and we talked about science fiction and stuff like that, so it's kind of cool. But I want yeah. to thank you so much for being here today and um I want to invite you to come back and I'm looking forward to seeing you and um Yeah, we've never met in see. person, have we? No, we have not. But we will, won't we? <laughs> yes, we will. And you're going to get to photograph right, make me. Make a promise. Make a promise. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a promise. I'm making a promise. Making okay. a promise. I'm going right. to be dragging people. I'm going to be dragging people from LA to the show. So that'll be kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll um, see you in about a week then, huh? A little bit more than will. a week. You will. Absolutely. And we're going to end with a song that you wanted me to play today that um, you wanted me to do that is by Bob Dylan. You want to tell everybody a little bit about why you chose that song? Well, you know, it's Forever Young, and I want us all, no matter what our age, to remain forever young in spirit. Mm-hmm. Because if we get too old in spirit, and our body our body will run away with us, and we want to, you know, 
Stay young, maybe. Stay young, baby. Stay young. <laughs> no, I hear you. Thank you so okay, much for kiddo. being here today. Hey, Holly, uh, thank we're you. We're going to end thank, the show. You're thank welcome. Thank you for your hospitality. You're welcome. I'm sorry I didn't have music right on time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. But it worked out. I played a song that really out. rocked. Yay. Yep. Right. Okay, so Bye-bye. I'll see you soon. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time. Friday.